0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode one of season one of the running after age 40 podcast. So this season is titled I get by with a little running with my friends. And the show is going to detail how real people run at age 40 and beyond. So my guests will be my personal friends from the last 30 years of running. So college friends, work colleagues, neighbors, and more. We're going to discuss motivational strategies that keep us running, injury prevention techniques, nutritional hacks, and just have some fun chatting as running as runners at age 40 and beyond. So if you want to grow and learn from real people out there getting their runs in despite crazy schedules, this is the place for you. So let's welcome our first guest, someone I've known for over 20 years, Vince Santushi. Vince and I have worked together, we've run many miles together, and we've become good friends over our times on the road. So we could tell you some silly stories. Uh, We might get into that. But Vince is a husband. He's a dad. He's a coach. He's a professional in the workplace. And he's here to tell us about himself. I'm sure he's going to inspire us all and teach us some lessons about this running lifestyle. So Vince, hello. Tell us about you, uh, you know, just your family, your professional life, any hobbies that you have other than running. And then we'll get to the running stuff.
1: Hey, Sarah. First of all, thanks for having me. This is great to be part of your podcast and uh, such an important topic. Um, yeah, I, you know, you, you hit it. Uh, we, we've known each other, what, 20 years in, in yeah. the pharma industries, pharmacists, and, uh, you know, we, we quickly hit it off because we had a lot of things in common, uh, uh, running being one of them. So, um, you know, a bit, a bit about myself. I mean, You know, right now, I think my family is really uh, centrist to uh, everything I do. My daughter is a a high schooler like yours um, and just very involved in in sports and the activities. So that takes up time. Obviously, uh, work uh, takes up a lot of our time, the nature of our work with travel we sometimes we find it difficult to to get our runs in. And uh, as uh, as we talked about, uh, you know, offline, uh, you know, getting up in years, it's a little harder. I get the motivation going too. Mm-hmm. and I'm sure we'll chat about that a bit. But um, but it's still, you know, uh, a very important part of my daily life, uh, my run. And uh, really, I, I kick my days off with it. And uh, it helps me do everything else like work, uh, focusing on work and, and family it keeps, you know, gives you that clarity of thought. So um, again, I'm really happy to be talking to you about this.
0: Yeah, it's, it's funny, because when Vince and I first met, we work actually, we both work remotely. So we live in different states. uh, And we would travel to these different meetings. And that's how we connected. And we started to run like in the morning before these meetings. And it's when you meet a runner, we all know, like, it's just this different connection that you have. And then our families became friends. And, you know, we've gone through a lot of journeys. I remember you calling me like from your marathons telling me, you know, your success stories and whatnot. So it's, it's the like the running bond is just so great. And then what happens, I think, is we get older and it just gets so frustrating because you can't do your pace the way that you used to, or you can't, you know, maybe you (laughs) have to take time off. So, um, that's the whole background behind this. So let's back up though, from the start. So how did you get into running in the first place?
1: So, yeah, so I, I I know we want to spend more time on that. So, um, you know, I, I ran from for just a general health perspective in pharmacy school. I remember I got married in 1999 and thinking, God, I want to keep my weight
0: yeah. at a good
1: level. So I look good. So I remember running for that. Nothing competitively. I had never done a 5K. This is putting me about like 19, I don't know, 90s, mid 90s to late 90s. I got married. Um and I never really did anything competitively. It was just general health type of running. Like, you know, I'd be out there in high tops or whatever and, and jog, you know, jogging pants, not even knowing uh, appropriate attire or appropriate yeah. nutrition or pacing. Um, when I, one of my jobs as the pharmacist um, in 2000 and 2001 uh, I hooked up with a group of pharmacists that were marathon runners, and I remember being that guy asking, "So, how far is a marathon? <laughs> you know, like is it, is, 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 you know, because every, you know, people who don't run think every race is a marathon, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, and you know, they laughed at me. It's twenty six point two miles. I'm like, really? I'm like, I want to do that with you. And they're like, Have you ever done anything else? I'm like, No. Mm-hmm. Like, they look at each other and like, Okay, we we can get you there. We can get you to the start line and hopefully the finish line. So, long story short, that's how I got started um, my running career, if you'll call it that included 43 marathons since that first one with that group. Um, I, I think it's probably over 250 different road races in total, which I know there's a lot of people out there have way more than that, but it's still kind of, you know, once you get into, uh, this mode, you get a little OCD and you're always looking for a race or a marathon. So yep. that happened to me for about 20 years. I also, um, I had the, the pleasure and the, the privilege to coach grammar school kids in cross country for about 12 years. Um, and and my daughter was part of that. So, um, that was another really important part of my, I think my, my running journey. Um, but yeah, that's, so that's how I got started. Sarah, the original question, um, it's kind of like sort of slipped into it, you know, with that group.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Did you say 43? I didn't know you'd done that many marathons.
1: I did 43. 43. Nice. And it's been, it's been six years since my last one because of, you know, I probably could still put them out there. Yeah. Um, but I, I did have a torn meniscus in my left knee and mm-hmm. I use it as an excuse not to ramp up the miles. I mean, this, this is all tying to the topic, uh, Sarah yeah. running over 40. Um, it, you know, and, and really I've learned as you have, we've talked about this offline, you know, um, life doesn't re- revolve around running, yeah. running really kind of re- revolves around life. And that's, what's happening. I spend more time with, you know, my my family, uh, work, whatever, but, but anyway, yeah, I was 43 and it's been, I think over six years now since I did my last one.
0: Yeah. That's an awesome background. So yeah, that the whole, t- t- a tagline, I guess, for my website is going to be run smart, run for life. And I think that you just alluded to that. Like the running changes and it's totally fine. It took me a little bit of time to get to, to grasp that concept that, you know, I can't run as fast as I used to, but focus on what I can do. And then, you know, it's just part of who I am. It's not who I am. So right. back to the marathons and your all of your experience. So just share like what are you most proud of? Like is there a specific race or a specific moment that you can remember that's just like a highlight of your running career?
1: Yeah. You know, I have been, I've been lucky to have a few and now I think I'll tie two of them together really, cause it's really hard to pick one of these two, but um, you know, when you're kind of a, I'll call it a sub elite athlete, a sub elite marathon runner, let's say um, you know, getting to Boston is, is a big deal for you. Yep. And it's something a lot of people strive for it comes really naturally for some and really difficult for others. Me, it was like somewhere in the middle. Um, I ended up doing Boston 11 times. So um, of those times, one of my proudest moments is I was there for the Nor'easter in 2007, where they were almost going to cancel the race. And I ended up qualifying for Boston with a 307 time in, in a, in really a Nor'easter range, strong headwinds. So I'm very proud of that. Like having survived that, I finished in like the top 1200 total athletes that day. And, I'm always, I always think of that as one of my top marathon performances. And then I tried to break three hours for a long time and Mm -hmm. uh, fell short by a few minutes on on several occasions. And um, in Milwaukee in 2011, I broke three. And I just, when I think of that, it's not just the time and breaking Mm -hmm. three, it's everything that built up to it because marathon training is really a journey. And half of that journey is getting to the starting line. And the other half is like all the... The strategy and really running the race, right, getting to the finish line. How you're going to manage that and having luck on your side. So when I think of the sub three in 2011, just everything came together. So if I had a rank um, gosh, I think I'd put the sub three just a little bit ahead of the Northeastern Boston Marathon performance. But you know, running is really also very personal, individual. So listeners may think, well, those aren't big deals, but you know, to 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 each person, when you live live it and go through it, put in all the blood, sweat, and tears for that training, you know, um, it's very individualized, you know, Sarah. So like, I Mm -hmm. mean, that's why I picked those two, because I just think of the time. um, And I think of uh, what went on and what, you know, what happened during training. And so I, I, I like really those two moments stand out for me the most
0: yeah those are awesome examples and i think we all you know you think you're gonna remember the times and and we do because we're runners and that's just part of it right. but then you remember like you like you said the weather or you remember like maybe a training season that was just super difficult and then you can look at your life and you're like gosh it, we knew it did but it's such a model of just what we've gone through in our in our lifetimes too so we'll go right. from that like the highlight so tell me yeah. now like about a time where you just started getting super frustrated maybe because you were getting older or an injury or something like that. And then how you dealt with that.
1: I think it went in phases. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the current phase is really unique and, you know, being a 40, soon to be 48 year old. Um, I think of the latter, maybe, I don't know, got quartile of my marathon running where I was still training hard, and putting up high mileage, but I wasn't seeing the results in the marathon races. And it could have been a variety of factors. The races I chose were difficult. I wasn't lucky with conditions, you know. All the excuses we can think of, Sarah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I found that I wasn't—how do I say it? I don't want to say I wasn't enjoying it because I still was. It was—it was frustrating in a sense that, like, you could put up what you thought was the same kind of training, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the results weren't showing up in the marathons. And um, you know, I some of those were like I did New Orleans and it was hot and humid. I did I did Mayor's Midnight Sun in Alaska, gorgeous, but it was. It's not an easy race. And, right. You know, you're expecting to do the same things you did in the past. Plus, I was older in that last phase of my marathon running, uh, racing, I'll say. And um, but that that was frustrating, like trying to get your arms around that, like things are changing. Yes. And you're getting older and that the results may not be the same. Yeah. And it just like you can't you go through a period of almost disbelief, like you can't believe that's happening. Yep. Um, and you get frustrated. So that was, I think a piece, that's the part I think back to like Mm -hmm. where I realized that it may not be the same as it was when I was younger.
0: I agree. And I think for a while, I thought that I could fight through it. You know, you just like work harder, work harder. And then you're kind of like banging against a wall, right? It's just not the same. So you have to set different goals and different, um, just different little things to keep you moving. Do you, what are you doing now? Like, what are you, what are you doing now for running or working out in general?
1: So right now I, I do, uh, just very little weight training, which okay. I have to get back into. And I used to do a lot more, um, you know, I think more running specific types of weight training and, yes. and, uh, you know, strengthening activities. Um, but I, I still want I'd say on average, close to 40 miles a week. Okay. But okay. Like, like you said earlier, the paces aren't the same, sure. but it's not, really it's not really about pacing. Um, it's yeah. more about I don't know, just starting the day, getting that run and you feel great. The mental clarity, it, it, it produces for you, um, you know, general health, like, you know, trying to help manage whatever, whatever it is, you know, there's blood pressure in my family. There's some diabetes yeah. in my family. I, 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 I'm a firm believer that a daily run uh, helps ward off those types of things. So, I agree. you know, all our motivations are different, but that's what I'm doing. I'd say close to 40. Uh, my pace is Way slower than it used to be when we yeah. used to run together, um, but that's okay. And it's a lot of neighborhood running or trail running. It's not as much like driving somewhere to run. You just put the shoes on and go. I yeah. have so many routes I go to. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. It's actually fun in a way, uh, in a different way because it's really not stressful. You know, I agree. marathon mm-hmm. marathon training, as you you know, you're aware is can be like a part time job. You know, with everything that goes into it, so this is not that. This is more like I'm going out. Um, I do enjoy it for different reasons, and it is, I think, achieving some of those goals I have in my mind.
0: Yeah, and I know when I came to Chicago, like what was it two years ago that we met up to run. And you're so lucky; you have the best like off-road trails and dirt uh, dirt trails to run on, which is so much better on the body. So that was awesome. I didn't know you were still doing such a high volume. So what's like? what's getting you motivated to do that? Cause you know, we, before, if you have got your times as motivation or maybe a race, you know, that that, those kind of things, but like, what gets you going each morning?
1: I think, I don't know. It's probably a few things. I think like the fact that I'm a firm believer in that, that there's so many health benefits to it. Like I alluded to, um, everything from what I mentioned about blood pressure, weight management, um, it just feels great when you can have that run. I, I'm a, I'm a morning runner more so. I used to do doubles and do run at night too. A long time ago, not anymore, but morning for me. And you start off your day with that. It's just a different aura about you when you yep. have the run in. Um, it's also, I always felt it's a good example for the kiddos. You know, yeah. my, my, my daughter sees, hey, my dad's really motivated he's regimented he gets on gets this done and I think it's really permeated over to her um when she takes on her activities she's developed a discipline too that I think she's picked up from watching me and my training over the years so those are some factors I think that motivate me now like I hate for her to look at me as being this person that's just more um you know um what's the word I'm looking for sluggish or inactive you know mm-hmm. um she knows i'm not that so it's like kind of leading by example with her that's another motivation for me um so yeah i think those are probably the biggest things now and times definitely not it's your point it's
0: like i know <laughs>
1: yeah you know it's like I, I can't even think if i ran a 5k right now i'd probably be like 10 10 15 minutes slower than i used to do so um you know but um that's okay
0: it is, it is. And, and I like that lead by example, because I think, you know, we can tell our kids, you know, I've got three that, you know, they should be physically active, and they should give their best, you know, but then if we're, if we're not doing it ourselves, they're just like, it's just simple verbiage coming out, like they, they see what right. we do, not just they don't hear um, so right. that. I, I completely agree. Tell me about like, the, I think the listeners will like this too. Like, what was it like helping your daughter run? Cause my kids, you know, they yeah. never really liked to run, but I know your daughters like did some five K's with you. So like, oh my gosh, yeah. what kind yeah. of joy did you get out of that? Cause that's special.
1: Well, it was very special. And I mean, one of my main pictures, in my office here is Brianna's first, my daughter's Brianna, uh, her first five K with me, she was six. And so Brianna herself had a a little bit of a a nice cross-country career. Right now it's, it's on hiatus because she Mm -hmm. chose to do tennis and cheerleading, but uh, going back to when she started at six years old, I think Brianna's done a total of like 50 road races and cross-country meets. You know, she went to kind of a small grammar school here in Chicagoland and um, the cross-country meets weren't numerous every season, maybe five or six a year. But, um, you know, between that and I had the 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 pleasure of coaching her, like I mentioned, but getting her started was really I think one of the most, I don't know, the ultimate bonding mechanisms uh you know, you could think of because you're kind of coaching her as you're running. Like I'm trying to again lead by example, show her how to stick to it. I know it was hard for her to do three point one miles at six and a half years old and Mm -hmm. you know, and and then you know, later on she actually would run those races on her own, like uh, with me on a bike off to the side or, or even just on the side, you know, as a, as a, as a, cheerleader. So, um, you know, I, um, she, she got into it cross country. She was really tenacious. She's very small, which is okay for running. And, uh, she's like a little pit bull out there yeah. and it was kind of fun to see. And I, I, I believe she got a lot of that from me, you know? Mm. So, um, it, it, I think it's organically it's in her, but it also like, she used to see, she used to be a spectator at my marathons and road races. And she used to see what it took. So it was great bonding, Sarah, you know, to start that with her and then kind of, you know, be with her. As she got older and then, you know, I got to ask myself sometimes was I living like vicariously through her mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit, I, but I felt more like it was special bonding. But as I saw that maybe her passions were going elsewhere, yeah, I backed off and I let her make her own decision. So when she told me she wants to take a break from cross country, she had an ankle injury mm-hmm. one, uh, one season right before COVID, um, her seventh grade year, she had an ankle injury where she couldn't push off well. And I'm like, Brianna, let's back down. Yep. And she decided to take a break and took on these other interests and I'm fine. And she may go back to it, but uh-huh. you know, she, she still enjoys it when she runs in other capacities, but yeah. she hasn't been racing but it's, it's one of the ultimate ways I think you can bond with your children is to do something like that, in this case, running together in a race.
0: I think so too. It's so cool that you guys had that together. I, my son, he used to bike along with me. They never really ran too much with me, but those were some of the most fun long runs I had. Cause the, the, the kids tend to talk to you in a different way that they wouldn't. So I think most of us can relate to that. If we've got kids that are getting a little older, they don't tell you very much. And then you can get them out the outside sometimes like that. It's, it's amazing. And you had that like, From six on up, so it's it's really cool. So, what about you and I have always been um, pretty like we had a lot of personal accountability, so we just kind of did it because we did it, and I don't think we needed kind of like that external motivation or like um, that. We were just kind of that personality. But what about the people that you know they they don't have that race? Like, do you have any tips that just? just getting either people, maybe they used to be runners and then they've completely stopped get back into it. Or maybe they've never run at all. And they're like, I want to start running a little bit or at least run walk in my forties. Like what advice would you give to somebody like that?
1: I would say, start with the end in mind. Like, you know, think like, what's your goal? What's the purpose behind it? Like everyone, as I mentioned earlier, is a little bit different with their motivations, right? Maybe for a person it's weight loss, maybe it's stress relief. Maybe it's like, Hey, I just want to get out and you know, connect with nature more, whatever your reason is, start with that and use that as your motivation. And, and then just kind of come up with a plan. Like I can do this three days a week or five days a week, find the right time of the day, maybe pick a time of the day that, you know, is conducive, that, you know, works well with your schedule. Um, maybe lay out your your clothing the night before. So mm-hmm. it's a reminder there, like I got to get out and do it. If If it's completely new to you, there's as you know, Sarah, there's different programs out there to make it work. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to go out there and tackle three miles right away. Like if weight loss is your goal, uh, maybe it's a walk run in the beginning and you know, the internet's a great place for finding this information, right? So look up a program that's a fit for you. Start with a walk run, you know, but, but, you know, just always keep that goal in mind, you know, and maybe it's a calendar, maybe it's a running calendar where, you know, we, we are pretty OCD. I think you probably did this too, Sarah, which you put your miles on a calendar, right? Your goal for that day, you know, speed work, hill workouts, whatever the mileage is, you can do that even if, you know, you're, 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 you're a low mileage person getting started, um, you know, so there's different ways to keep the motivation there uh, for a new person. I, it's again, just to reiterate, you know, what's the reason I'm, I'm going to be doing this um, is it health related? I think at our age, a lot of people are thinking health, um, as you know, in the forties and beyond, um, you know, and think of these other things, you know, what's the best time of the day? Um, is a calendar going to be a reminder? Is it me laying out all my materials that I need, my shoes, my clothes, is that going to be my reminder? Um, maybe getting involved in a group. So you're, you know, mm-hmm. when you're with a group, um, you know, locally it's, uh, you don't want to let other people down. Like if I knew Sarah on those work trips, God, I got to get down to the, I got to get down Mm -hmm. to the lobby at 5am to meet Sarah for the run. I was never going to let you down. You know, Mm -hmm. like we, we, that was a motivator was like having a running buddy or someone to, to get out there and do the workout with. Right. So, um, those are all little things. I think that really you put them together and, you know, and, and the other thing I'd say for a newbie is get over that hump. It's like, there's an initial hump where you're doing it. And I don't, you know, it could be three weeks. It could be three months. I don't know. But like, there's a period I think people start and then they give up. Cause they think it sucks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, 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 like why do people find joy in running? This stinks. Yep. Well, yep. if you can get over that hump and, and using some of the, I think the ideas I presented here, um, you know, and also making sure you have the right attire, the right shoes, because all that can make a run suck. If you're yeah. running in the wrong clothing, you're running in the wrong shoes. So put all that together, go to the local running store to make sure you're doing things right. Yep. You know, to ask them, ask them questions, fit, get fitted for the right shoes and the right clothes. You don't have to spend a lot of money, but running in cotton on a hot day stinks. It's mm-hmm. going to make you quit. Mm-hmm. So all these things can matter. And, um, you know, but, uh, get over that hump of time. It's kind of like the runner's high extrapolated over maybe a time period of days, weeks, or months. If you can make it over that, and and get your routine keep your routine going you'll find that you're less likely to give up so um, that's what i've told people there's been a lot of parents and in, in school when i coached cross country over the years that i got started and stuck with it and those were just some of those really simple things sarah that i would share with them you know and some people gave up you know and and but many stuck with it you know so that that would be my simple advice a little old school but that i think works
0: I think sometimes the old school is the the best stuff, though. And I think you know you're right. Like, yeah, people will give up, but I think that you know if you gave up, I mean, even if you gave up twenty times, it, it just try again, <laughs> and you know, right. and just, right. just go out there. And I, I like the advice you gave because you're basically saying find your why. And my kids taught right. me like to find your why and then write it on my mirror, you know, my bathroom mirror with a dry erase yeah. board
1: and like so that, that
0: just makes it stick. And then it's also like my kids know that I do it. So There's some accountability, but you mentioned the other part. I would have never gotten up at five o'clock half those, well, more than half of those times, probably at those company meetings. If I hadn't right. known that I was meeting you and I was like so many times I wanted to call, you know, but it, you feel <laughs> so much better. So yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. You just got to get yeah. over that hump. And it's, it does make, you know, I like to run now in the morning too. I didn't used to, but, um, I finally become a more running runner. Uh, and it's, there's no better way to start off the day. Like you said earlier, it just, you feel good. You have better, feel better energy the whole day. So right. do you have any, uh, we we'll just have a couple minutes left. Do you have any yes. gear or any like, um, books or apps or anything that you personally recommend or use, or do you
1: pretty much? Well, you know, I, I, I think the, the books like that, I always think about. And again, so it's sound old school too, but I, I love a book like uh, "Running with the Buffaloes, which is the Gouchers, Adam and Cara oh, yeah, Goucher. Yeah, that's
0: a good one. Yeah, um,
1: you know, it may be more for like an aspiring cross-country runner or someone who's gotten started and just to read their story. It was it's a phenomenal book, and you know, if you want to go more on the fictional side, although some would argue this guy is not a fictional character, uh, Quentin Cassidy, once a runner, that that's mm-hmm. a must um you know it's it's a little bit more on goal setting and i don't want to give it away it's a great book um you know i i i have um uh, you're going to laugh sarah i have the lore of running which is the running bible and oh i did uh, mm-hmm. okay so yeah i think every runner like you or me might must have that and it has everything in there you need yeah. uh, any question any question you have about running that's the bible so yeah. again, I'm old school here. It's all like uh, soft cover or hardcover books instead of apps or anything on the net. Yeah. But um, you know, uh, the lore of running is great. Uh, you know, again, to, to address anything, any needs, any questions. Um, you know, uh, maybe a running magazine subscription, like uh, uh, um, gosh, not Running Times, uh, Runners World. Sorry, I was blanking. Um, that, that's good for someone who's getting started, and mm-hmm. it's I it, think appropriate for. You know, entry level type runners and and even more advanced runners, Um, you know, so those are some things I think I I, I really found a lot of information in and joy in reading and having, you know, at my side through the years. So um, I know I mentioned all like magazines and books for you, but that's I think the things that were important to me.
0: No, I like those. And yeah, those are some of my favorite books too. And I still have the paperback copies as well. Like when we, my mom had a garage sale a while ago and I was like, maybe I, and then these are staying. So, uh, they, they come in handy. So just getting, you know, thinking about the future, like what you mentioned sticking with running for the health benefits, you know, and you do a little bit of strength training, like what's your thoughts for the next 10, 20 years? Like, what do you want to do fitness wise?
1: I think I've been thinking about that, Sarah. It's funny you asked me. And, um, I do see myself maybe blending the running, like keeping the mileage going. I don't know what, what degree or, you know, you know, my goals will be with, for that. It may just be continual kind of health, uh, goals and reasons to continue to run. But, um, I would like to incorporate something else. I don't know what that something is. If it's like, um, you know, some kind of, I don't know, uh, yoga class or, Mm -hmm, mm uh, something to supplement it and and get my weight training back where, uh, not bulk building, not, not for bulk building, but more for toning again. Mm -hmm, Um, and do that like regularly with some kind of, um, some kind of routine on it. And, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to look, but I have been thinking about it right now. It's still just running. But I think in the next, you know, I'll be 50 in a couple of years. So within the next two years, I, I think I will have added something. I'm still trying to figure out what that something is. Definitely probably the weights, the weight routine, yeah. but I'd like to add more. Um, so I have to figure that out. But um, I think there's gonna be a need to do that to keep things interesting, keep me healthy. And... Um, you know, I don't know if my joints will be able to take the mileage for another twenty or thirty years. I've been yeah. doing it for yeah. twenty five. Um, you know, so you will see. I hope it. Hope it can. But um, that's why I think it's important to start blending other things. Um, you know, in with the running.
0: I totally agree because there's nothing like the feeling that you get from a good hard run. But if you do start to blend some of that other stuff in, I think your body just is better off. And then you can appreciate the times that you do get to run more, too. So it's, it's going to be an interesting thing. I'll have to have you back like, and see what you incorporate. And then we'll, you know, the listeners can hear some tips about that too. Uh, Strength training to me has never been as much fun, but I know that the rewards are huge. So it's definitely something I value.
1: And you've always been great at that. I I remember, so I know you're still doing it. Um, Yeah, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to come back, Sarah. This has been a lot of fun to talk to you. I'm glad you asked me on.
0: Yeah, I think this is great. I think people can really learn a lot from people that are living this life and and figuring out how. I mean, you said you ran forty three marathons, and you've come to accept the fact that you know running it, you're you're not going to go based on time anymore. You're doing it more, you know, for health benefits and for your daughter, and just to be a better person. And and you know, hopefully, you know, keep it up as long as we can. So I just appreciate you coming on, uh, and I. This is our first uh, season, and we'll see where it goes. But I would ask the listeners if you can, uh, subscribe to the show and leave us a review. It really does make a big difference in iTunes for visibility. And you know if we're trying to inspire people and get people running at forty and after, the more people that can listen and benefit the better. and we can all uh, you know r- run together. So thanks, Vince.
1: Thanks, Sarah. Hey, have a good day.